Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Cleared for Takeoff. I'm your host, Gavin Rice, and I want to share what I've learned in aviation, both on the job, off the job, and what I've encountered everywhere in between. A few times I've been asked, are there any captains who you didn't like and would not fly with again? The short answer is no. Everyone I've, I've flown with has been very nice and, and created a, a very warm environment for my continued learning path uh, as, as I gain more experience in the airlines. Many will go out of their way to help me and, and others will only help because I ask, but that's the thing. I, I'm willing to ask and I'm willing to accept constructive criticism. It's, it's the best way to learn more. I remember there was, there was one particular captain who gave me a little, no, no, don't ever do that again kind of thing. Um, so that, that, was, that was one time where there was, there was someone who I, again, would, wouldn't say I, I wouldn't want to fly with them again. But uh, it, it just, it was a type of personality that clearly uh, is not someone who I would choose to fly with again given other choices but again i, I wouldn't not fly with them so a, a little backstory one of our policies in our airline is that if we change our altitude by 4,000 feet or more we must notify dispatch so that they can run some new performance numbers for us to ensure we have enough fuel we got assigned an altitude of 4,000 feet lower, I think it was, and so I, I started writing a, a text message to dispatch. We have this technology on board our aircraft, uh, it's, it's called ACARS, and this allows us to send messages to, to our dispatchers to, to keep them in the loop of what's going on. So. I, I sent them a text and, and I could have sworn that the captain was watching me. And, and furthermore, I gave him a look of, does this look okay? And, and I thought he nodded yes. So about 10 minutes later, we received the message from dispatch with the amended dispatch release, uh, given our new lower altitude. And I remember that the captain clicked on it, opened it up and said, what the heck is this? And I, I responded, oh, don't you remember I sent them a message due to our, our new altitude of 4,000 feet or more? He says, no, and, and tells me I need to communicate with him next time. And I'll admit, I mean, it, it was completely my fault. I did not verbally confirm with him when I was texting dispatch. But what struck me is that he also remarked that wasn't even necessary anyway. I remember I just remained kind of silent. Our manual strictly says to get an amendment when our altitude deviates by 4,000 feet or more. So I, I understand the whole thing about properly communicating, but for him to say that it didn't really matter anyway was pretty wild to me. I mean, th this is a matter of, of running new performance uh, numbers to ensure we are, are good on, on having enough gas to, to get to our destination. Now, I, I will also add that this particular captain had been at the company for a very long time. And, and I'm sure that in his mind, he was correct. A, a change of altitude of, of 4,000 feet, or even more than that, given our current fuel on board and our estimated fuel on deck, or FOD, which just means the amount of fuel we're estimated to have upon landing, it, it was going to be well above our minimum requirement. So he was right, you know, in, in his mind, he was right. Um, and, and me being the, the kid fresh out of training was told to follow our manuals to the T. And so given this example, it, it really just boils down to the personality of this particular captain. And 
and I've come to notice that the two kind of captains I, I've noticed are, you have one, it's the younger and, and newer captains who are, are very on top of everything. And they're a lot of fun to work with uh, because of that. And then there are some of the older and more seasoned ones who don't exactly take the initiative on certain things. Um, but when I do, they normally say, yeah, go ahead. Sounds good. Uh, you know, as if to say, you know, whatever you overachiever, <laughs> not to say that all seasoned captains are like this at all. I've, I've flown with some senior captains who are still very on top of things, just like those newer captains, but it's, it's just this pattern that I've noticed with some of the more seasoned captains that things are a little more laid back because they have been doing these same procedures for more years than I've been alive. And in a separate category, there are, are a few captains who want to do things their way or the highway. Um, but luckily, this mentality of the captain has lost the last word is, is mostly a thing of the past due to CRM, which is crew resource management. So uh, ever since the, the 80s, um, CRM came to play, and, and this meant that we were, we were working together more instead of the, the captain being the, the final... Uh, the final word of whatever decision might be. But it, there's still elements of that that kind of I have the last word uh, kind of attitude. It, it still lingers here and there. Um, and, and in the example of changing altitudes, the captain I was flying with, he didn't have the my way or the highway attitude, but he, he was, it was definitely that seasoned, more laid-back category of leadership. And w what I can say is that this was a learning experience for me, that no matter what, always confer with the person next to you before doing anything. I mean, even if it just seems so simple, just talk to them. Just get a second opinion and, and at least confirm. Because uh, again, a, a lot of these captains will just tell me, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, sounds good, whatever. Um, some might might tell me some technique or, or something different, but, but at the end of the day, you know, as long as we're all following our manuals and procedures, I mean, it... It's, it's not a bad thing to do, right? You know, I, I, a second opinion is always important and can lead to better risk management. So in the future, if, if something like this comes up again, I'm going to say, hey, look, we changed our altitude by 4,000 or more feet. We need to let dispatch know to get an amendment, amendment for our numbers, our performance numbers. And if it's a, a similar mindset type uh, of captain who says, it ain't necessary, I... I think I might respond with, hey, if you don't mind, I would like to message dispatch for my sake of still learning and, and taking in as much information as possible. Uh, would you mind if I just do this? It's not going to really change anything for us. And, and I think it'll be the last straw if someone has a problem with that. I mean, it, that's a very professional way to let them know that, hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to follow the manuals correctly. Um, because I, I really don't think there's anyone who's going to say, no, don't do that. And, and if if there is someone like that, then we're going to have a serious problem because at, at this point, we'll have broken that proper CRM, that crew resource management because of an attitude. And, and again, this was no way, in no way it was going to lead to a situation like this. And I, I ended up having some really great conversations with this captain and, and I got along with him really well. It was just new for me. Um, and that that's that's what's so great about this job. There's there's always something new. Every single flight, every single trip, there's always something new to learn and, and apply to future situations. And, and it's it's true. Whether it's a procedure application, a fl flying technique, or or in this instance, a communication 
thing or, or maybe it's something to do with leadership. I mean, and there's, there's always just something new to learn. And, and that's what makes being a pilot such a humbling experience. I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen that pilots tend to uh, have fairly big egos, not always by any means, but, but many of us do. And, and I'll flat out admit that I think I have a, I do have a pretty big ego. Uh, those those who know me who can that you can definitely attest to that. But in this entire journey of of acquiring skill sets and knowledge from the very first flight as a student pilot to then becoming a flight instructor, I thought you know, I got towards the top of the hill of knowledge, like like I had really made it somewhere. And then I took on a role in management at my flight school and and found myself learning so much more and and working my way up that knowledge and experience pull again. And then I got into the airlines, and between learning new aircraft systems, procedures, manuals, how to fly a massive jet compared to what I was flying before, I felt like a student pilot again. And and every day, every trip that I go on, I'm, I'm still picking up things, even though I've now been in the airlines for over a year. So it, it's, it's pretty remarkable how humbling of an experience it, it can be to fly in the airlines. I'll, I'll never forget that first lesson I had with my instructor, Kelly, when I, was, when I was first starting out with flight training. She informed me that the first few weeks are going to be an absolute blast of information and it will seem very overwhelming. And she was so right. I, I definitely recall that those first three to four weeks, it just it, it seemed like I could never get to where she was. Um, you know, wearing that instructor uniform and, and being able to teach the next generation of pilots. That, that seemed so far away, but three years later, it, it did happen. And I, you know, would, would continually keep climbing that, that ladder of knowledge. And, and then eventually I did become a flight instructor and, and I got to teach some students their first lesson. And I also told them that, that same statement that, hey, guess what? The first three to four weeks, they're, they're going to be an absolute overload of information and I've been there, I've been in your shoes, and, and guess what? You will get through it as long as you, you stick to studying and, and just stick with it. Um, but it is, it's incredibly overwhelming to have all that information coming at you because it's a lot of it's very new topics. There's, there's a lot of different things we can relate to uh, based on maybe previous jobs or, or life experience, but there's, there's so many things in aviation that you just you don't know about. And it's a completely new learning curve of content and, and skill set when it comes to actually flying. And it's it's just, it's an absolute joy to to be able to learn all that information. But at the same time, it's, again, it's really humbling. And, and you'll have your days of of just reaching a plateau, you know, where, where you don't feel like you're you're really learning anything new. And, and that can be a bit of a setback. But Eventually, you, you just keep plugging with it and, and you will get over it. And, and that's why I have to keep reminding myself every time I fly, there, there's always something new to learn. And it's so key to take any tips or constructive criticism with grace because you are bound to learn something new. I mean, heck, the, the last trip I flew, I had a captain give me a flying tip on, on how to intercept a course to make it a little less jerky for the people in the back. Uh, again, it's it's something new that, and that's so awesome. So, uh, for now, as as titled in this episode, sometimes you you can't please everyone, 
and you are bound to make some mistakes, but the key is learning from those mistakes and staying humble about it, even when you do have a big ego like myself. And, and that's just really the key overall to, to having a fulfilling career in aviation, particularly as a pilot. It's just there's a lot going on. There's so much information to know, uh, and, and you're just you're going to learn new things. And, and the, the best thing you can do is stay humble about it, even, like I said, even when you do have that big ego. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Clear for Takeoff. It's a, it's a bit of a short one, uh, but since I talked a lot about captains in this episode this week, I figured it would be fun to discuss the difference between the captain and first officer and who is actually flying the plane and what the various duties we have on the flight deck because I've had some conversations with people who are are not as in tune with what goes on up front and I think it would be it would be really fun to discuss and and kind of inform you guys particularly the, the non-pilot listeners uh, of, of what the key differences between a captain and first officer are and, and again what our duties are and uh, and what we do on the flight deck so thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of clear for takeoff I'll be back next Friday and until then, as always, fly safe. <laughs>